0: well welcome back to another measured science podcast Uh, before we get into today's show i want to encourage listeners to reach out with suggestions of who they would like to hear from in future episodes we're planning on some episodes with customers and friends outside leco so new ideas are always welcome. Today's episode is the first one that will feature one of my internationally-based coworkers, Nick Jones. Nick Jones was recently promoted to be LECO's Global Application Development Director for Separation Science. After leading the European Application Development Group for the last couple of years, he is now taking over this new role. Before joining Lico. Nick worked in the phrase fragrance and cosmetic industries and brought over a decade of applied application experience to Leco's team. Nick, welcome to the pod.
1: Hi, Andrew. How are you doing?
0: Good, good. Jeb, uh, have you had a good, exciting week uh, so far?
1: Well, nothing really compares to this. Um, I've been looking forward to it all week, so thanks for inviting me.
0: Yeah, uh, thanks for joining. It was, we both been pretty busy, so it's been exciting to actually get a time that we can talk. Good to hear from you.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, good to be here.
0: So, Nick, I want to take a step back uh, away from your current role and ask about what initially brought you to Lika.
1: Well, um, actually, I mean, I worked um, for most of my career at uh, Unilever in research and development, um, and um, I was in initially in the measurement sciences group carrying out measurements to support various cross-category analysis projects, research projects surrounding consumer goods. Um, One of the key tools, of course, was GCMS, and that's when I first started using LECO instrumentation. We, um, in Unilever, had some really experienced people, some of whom were well-known to LECO, so people like Hans-Gert Janssen and Ed Rosing. They were based in the Flardingen site near to Rotterdam, and I was based in Port Sunlight near to Liverpool in the UK or working quite closely together. And I was quite lucky there because I got to take advantage of the experience of these people and learn the tricks of the trade, so to speak. And a key part of, of that was LECO, uh, the Pegasus machine, time of flight's been introduced to the, the advantages of time of flight and GC times GC and so on. So so that was when I first became aware about LECO. And since then, during the time at New Believer and then in roles after I, I moved to Germany, carried on being a LECO customer, during that time, of course, you build up relationships with people within Nico, and uh, sometimes working on joint initiatives, such as application development or giving presentations on Nico's behalf at conferences. In a nutshell, I think that's what brought me here.
0: Yeah, I, I certainly had a lot of early career opportunities to work with Nico Equipment and meet some of LECO personnel also. And so I think really getting a sense of the support that LECO can provide, and then the ease of use of some of the equipment definitely was something that attracted me to LECO as well. You've taken on a global role. Global operations is nothing new for LECO. established our first office in Germany, I think in 1967. You were well into the global experiment as a company, but you've taken on one of the truly global roles in the company. And interestingly, one that is not based near our headquarters. So, I guess one of the questions that comes to mind for me is, what are some of the exciting new challenges in your role?
1: Yeah, this this is true. It's um, the, the word "challenge" is uh, is is uh, pertinent. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of challenges. The good thing is that Mico and Separation Science is really about added value solutions with GC time, GC and time of flight. There's a really good level of technology, which is exciting. The big challenge is try to harmonize different groups globally, you know, to make sure we recognize the ability and the talent of different people, increase the level of communication and planning, and by doing so, make sure that we identify all the synergies that exist across the key priority markets. And so we've got to have a growth plan to sell more products, of course, that's always the aim. To to increase growth, and the best way to do that globally is to is to identify the synergies and work together. There's a lot of things to consider. There's a lot of variety, which of course is always nice in any role. Yeah, it's a big challenge, um, but it's nice. Um, I think there's a bright future. will take some time to um, to make sure we, we join everything together, but it's uh, for sure it's exciting.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's always a pleasure for me when I get work with our international team members directly. I work with Canada. Um, I've also gotten a chance to get over to Europe, interact with a lot of the team over there. Just yesterday, I was working with some folks in Poland and and I think the truly global nature and the different talents that we can bring around the globe is really something that is a pleasure at the job. You know, just seeing the different ways that business is done globally is just really fascinating. I'm really excited to see your role created and, and kind of bringing together some of those synergies around the globe
1: yeah i think um i mean talking about different ways of working and all the different locations i mean Lika is truly a global company and you know there's lots of cultural differences behavioral differences you know to take uh, into consideration so this is uh something we always have to be aware of but i think it also presents opportunities because people uh, from different backgrounds different cultures and with different levels and types of experience the trick is really to to make sure those voices are heard and bring them all together, and, and then hopefully more and more opportunities can be created.
0: And new applications and capabilities for time of flight. Lico has become a leader in the GC time of flight field. But why time of flight? Can you maybe elucidate some of the great values of that technology for our audience?
1: Yeah, time of flight is really powerful. You know, you you've got high sensitivity, but you're able to acquire data over a full mass range, and you know, put it in a simple In in simple terms, that means you can look at everything all of the time. Whereas with other scanning instruments like quadrupoles, you're limited uh, or you have to make choices or compromises based on, you know, how much do you want to see based on the acquisition rate, for example. So, you know, how fast can you acquire that data? With time of flight, you've got the ability to see everything all the time as well as the target. So you can find things that you maybe didn't realize you were looking for, or you've got the ability to screen and then apply statistical analysis with Software such as I think people have heard about Chromatov tile and so on, but also you know it opens up the door for additional separation power GC times GC. This is pretty much impossible to do correctly, let's say, in the most optimal way without a time of flight detector. So, so this is really the the, the important thing, and by having better quality separation, higher detection limits, full mass range acquisition, all of a sudden you can generate better quality data across various sample sets and then people are working at a higher level getting better better quality information and being able to interpret it with higher confidence and faster and all of that it goes into increased insights and better laboratory workflows
0: you know what when i think of time of flight i think some of the the really great beauty of it all is that it's fast and it has relative simplicity And that allows you to sample your GC eluent very effectively, Um, because basically you're looking at all the ions all the time. You're not scanning around. And, and, you know, one of the things that I I think is really interesting about time of flight is that the concept was first described, you know, at the turn of the century uh, by J.J. Thompson when he was inventing effectively the first mass spectrometers, though they weren't time of flight, he was talking about it as a principle implemented in the 1940s by uh, William Stevens, I think, at the University of Pennsylvania. And yet, you know, the the power of it continues to emerge um, as it's coupled to separation sciences and and applied to new industries. It really gets me excited when I start thinking about relatively simple uh, concept. Obviously, it's complex instrumentation that can be applied to new problems um, over a pretty long history, really as far as science goes anyways.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, there's been this evolution of technology, but like you say, the principle of of time-of-flight is relatively simple. But um, one of the things you mentioned as well was, you know, it's fast. So you're acquiring data at fast speeds. Now in the past, we go back 10 years or 20 years, the rate limiting factor was computer power. So you've got to be able to handle that uh, data acquisition. And now, and this is really the time for, Time of flight to take off. Sorry, I couldn't I couldn't really resist that pun. <laughs> but um, of course, it, it really is the time for it to take off because we've got the computer power to match the technology that provides us with uh, more opportunities than ever before.
0: Yeah, and of course, one of those also is that as technology has gotten better, we've been able to build uh, smaller instruments. Can you talk a little bit about the BT and some of the new applications uh, that are maybe made? accessible with that piece of instrumentation
1: yeah i mean the bt is a great instrument compared to the uh, previous models which were floor standing larger instruments the bt is a bench top unit it still um, has the open iron source design which was i've got to tell you that's a uh, unilever i mean we never ever cleaned the iron source and that was uh, that technology was carried over into the new bt model which is fantastic and that is a massive advantage in terms of costs; it is more affordable. We have been more competitive, and as I mentioned before, you know people are becoming more open to using time of flight now due to computer power and so on. So there's been a growing awareness or increasing awareness of time of flight, but also of GC times GC and the BT, of course, is um, you know the BT 4D platform uh, for GC times GC. The interest the recognition of GC Times GC being something that people can operate. It's not just for, you know, nerds in a university, you know, you know, just doing sort of weird and wonderful things, but, you know, we have routine applications that people are now using time of flight to address. And this is one of the really big advantages. So analysis of uh, food contaminants, like mineral oils and pesticides using time of flight, GC Times GC time of flight quality screening in so many industries, so raw materials and finished goods, this is another market where we see a growing uptake in the instrumentation. So all this is really, really exciting for us and we have a lot to aim for.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the great things is we could also talk about more target analysis, which time of flight is certainly capable of doing, but because you have the rest of the spectrum also, if there's something that you want to ask about the data in in the future, uh, it's all basically available and being collected. So there, there's more to it than what you would get out of kind of conventional GC quadruple data, and of course the things that enable the multi-dimensional approaches to everything. So yeah, definitely. I
1: mean, just imagine an application like analysis of banned steroids. You know, in sports, right? You right. got a target list. And some crafty goings on, um, you know, uh, know, need to be addressed, you know, so what about uh, newly developed or synthesized performance enhancing drugs? Well, with time of flight, you might not be aware of them, but that might be exposed in a year or two's time, but you've got data sets you can look back on, look at that non-target data and then retrospectively realise that there were uh, these substances used uh, by by athletes in that case, for example.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point because WADA has kind of two lists. They have a, a band list and then they have a, a monitoring list. And the monitoring list has to basically be entirely prospective, where they're looking for the presence of things. They put them on this list, start determining for them. Uh, but with time of flight and particularly multi-dimensional time of flight, they'd be able to go back and look at historical data. That's a really powerful piece of uh, information.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. It really is. It's, it's really powerful.
0: And then I also know from some of my experience, there's also uh, sometimes a need to look at multiple metabolites separate from the base molecule and kind of identify a potential source, uh, potential amount, potential timeline for exposure. So all those things can end up going into that type of application, which I think is, is pretty interesting and exciting. So any other, like, really great new frontiers uh, that, that you expect to see explored in in the coming years with time of flight?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot there's a lot going on. I do think, um, I mean, we talk about enhanced separation power, of course, and all the detectability and, and so on, separating uh, components from interferences. And because um, people are becoming more aware of it, um, what we really have to do is look for opportunities. And that routine analysis is really where the big opportunities are. So the vast majority of GCMS systems globally are installed in environmental analysis labs, and environmental analysis is really split into two areas. One is the more non-target screening discovery workflow, you know, and this is an emerging area all the time. There's always the study of um, how contaminants and pollutants are spread in in the environment, what they're comprised of, and comparing different locations and trying to understand the impact on human health and so on. Microplastics, this is a growing analysis need and um, microplastics and the levels in, in the environment, in the air, but also in foodstuffs, they'll likely be regulating methods in future. So this is something we're working on. And that's, you know, you're talking discovery there, but then links to routine target analysis in future, but where you need to separate from the background, the interferencing uh, species. But then also, you know, these labs, which are Using other instruments to do method A, B, and C, you know, why not um, have one time a flight instrument and combine method A, B, and C because of all these advantages we've discussed? So, that's another area where we want to build our capability. And, you know, we want to do it proactively so we can demonstrate for customers, demonstrate really clearly and effectively um, the benefits with validated pre prepared solutions that we have developed.
0: Yeah, lots of exciting stuff going on with your group for sure. So, Well, uh, thank you very much for joining us, Nick. Um, I just want to make a few additional closing comments. Um, first of all, if you're really interested in some of the things you've heard and you think that you might like to work with them, there's two ways you can do that. The first is you can reach out to your local LECO representative or reach out through our website and we can get you more information about some of the great technology that Lico offers. The sure. second thing that you could do is uh, look at the jobs that Lico has posted. We're hiring in a lot of different areas right now, both on the separation science side of things, as well as with our prime line inorganic, organic, metallurgical product lines. So if you have any more questions about those things, uh, please feel free to reach out to myself, Nick, or, or anyone else uh, here at Lico, and uh, we'd like to get you more information. Thanks again so much, Nick, for joining, and I hope to talk to you again soon about uh, lots of other things uh, happening here at Lico.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me.